1: Welcome back to your tech report.
0: Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. I am Marco Flalo in a gorgeous Montreal. I can only say gorgeous uh, about what four months out of the year. Which now is, that's
1: not true because you're, that's that's true. saying that that snow is not gorgeous and that's, no, that's snow a good shaming. Point. And we do not snow shame on this show.
0: Mitchell, I'm 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 a little amped up. I'm a little stressed lately because my office is moving in a couple of weeks. Actually, most of the people in my office are moving in a couple weeks. I'm probably going to be like a last minute straggler because the current location that we're in is still uh still ours for a while so i think i'm going right. to take my time and build some proper studio space in the new place uh, so but i'm still like in the mode like my brain is in this packing up mode and
1: trying to get dude i'm in organized. the same mode yeah that's you true. forget i'm you're in just, the same you're moving, exact you're mode too I'll have a new studio. I'll have the same exact situation. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Are you? Are you? Uh, anything? You know, you you've kind of hesitated to install smart home stuff in in your current home. I think because subconsciously you wanted to <laughs> wait for the new home. So am I going to have to buy you some like housewarming door locks and light switches and. Stuff no, I mean,
1: I mean, let, let's. I mean, let, let's let people know. Of course, I've, I've been hesitant to embrace the smart home as deeply as you have, and I'm talking about on the switch level, on the lock level. But I do still have a smart home in terms of smart thermostat, smart garage door opener, smart lighting. So I still have a smart home of sorts, just not to the level that you do. But you know, I, I, I think Mark, the thing that's consuming my mind space right now is, and I think people deal with this all the time, and we've had guests on the show that talk about people dealing with this all. the time. It it has to do with internet. And obviously, you know, in in my current location, my current home studio, my current home, I have everything dialed in internet-wise exactly as I want it. High speed throughout the house, coverage throughout the house. But moving to a new space, not knowing the flow of the house, not knowing exactly what services await me, what companies and, you know, whose services await me, where I'm going to be moving to. So, I'm trying to think what is the best way to do this? How am I going to go with mesh? Am I going to go hardwired? Am I going to go with full home coverage through an enterprise? <laughs> you know, quality level system. And I think these are questions, Mark, that every, not just us, it's sort of, you know, we're having a microcosm of what yeah. people deal with on a larger scale all the time. So we thought, what a great thing to talk about since people are always dealing with internet issues. Why not learn through dealing with ours, right?
0: Well, here, here's a couple questions for you. So this is like yeah. my, my little pre-interview of giving advice to Mitchell. Okay. So this, okay. Is, yeah, yeah. this is probably what I'm I would do i to pretend like I know nothing. Go ahead. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to pretend you know nothing because uh, there's certain <laughs> questions that probably embarrass you and uh, we'll probably make people feel rather insulted. So let's not go there. Um, Number one, is this a a multi-floor home? Is it a single-floor home?
1: Okay, so, um, and I'm going to play along because I I have an idea for some solutions, but I want to talk it out like we're going to do because that's how people should approach it, right? Uh, Okay, so much like the place I'm in now, it is a single-level home, but it is a larger space. Okay. It is still a single level, but it is a larger single level. So, yes, single level. So, we don't have to worry about multiple levels right now. Yeah. Does,
0: does that mean you have access to the attic to be able to, like, run wires and stuff like that if you wanted oh, to? Oh,
1: you are, you are so asking the right questions, Mark. That's why I love you. Yes. In fact, this home has it has vaulted ceilings over a lot of the rooms, and so that means you have stand-up attic space. Oh, wow. Which is, a, which is good because not just, you know, for me going in, but when you have people coming to your house to work on your house, especially especially ...especially electrical, and they want room to be able to walk over your house and be able to drop wires and lines, having that extra space. So, yes, I'm very lucky. I have walkable attic space throughout the home.
0: Okay, so, I mean, right there you've answered the question, I think, of internet in terms of hotspots and stuff throughout your home. Right. Because if you can, hardwire stuff through your ceiling... I would recommend you continue with those ubiquity hotspots that you've been using so far in your home. In your current right. house, you installed one and it, it seemed to do the trick quite well in your home. Correct. This one you may want to look at, you know, separating them a little, you know, maybe do two of them, separating them at, at different extremities of the home. One may be closer to the outside so that your outside space which is much larger. Yeah, so the yard, correct. Home, you you cover that and that's going to give you great great throughput and those are still like 170 bucks, 130 bucks US. When you, when you talk about access points.
1: but Wait, let, Let's jump in real quick. Just I just want to define for people that don't know what we're talking about. When well, Mark is talking about these ubiquity hotspots, basically these are like little saucers, these little flat saucers that you install into your ceiling, these wireless access points that are hardwired to your router or your gateway. And basically they give you the kind of internet, enterprise level internet that you would get at a business slash department store. That's the kind of coverage these things get. And because they're installed high, and they're installed centrally, they give amazing coverage throughout their home. They're not limited by blockage that you get from furniture, from typical walls. So it really is, and Ubiquity makes them, they're not expensive, and Mark and I have been using these for quite a long time. So I just wanted to give yeah, people and, an and idea and just of what you were just talking about.
0: give a little bit further detail of that, yeah. um, you actually disable the wireless that may be built into your router or whatever you're using Correct. at home. You disable yeah. that, and you actually use these as the wireless access points. They're yep. They're really intuitive. They're quite easy to set up, and once you set them up, you really don't have to. You don't have to really touch anything there. Um, correct. You know. You know the zip code. You know the area. I know the Google Fiber is not available where where you're moving to, which this is, is unfortunate because it would be a great service to have. Um, who do you use now for your for your internet at home?
1: You know, I've been using, you know, AT&T is moving to fiber as well. Uh, AT&T fiber is coming in the next year to this area, but not now. So currently, I'm going to be using the same service that I'm using here, which for a lot of people across the country is similar, which is Spectrum, which is what Time Warner used to be. And I found out, believe it or not, Mark, Spectrum through cable internet, not through fiber, through cable Okay, is offering gigabit service? Yeah, of course. How weird is that? Yeah, which That's is
0: I, I. It's weird for where you live, but where I live, correct? I've got gigabit fi, uh, gigabit yeah, internet for a while, and and, and it's quite nice. And but I cable? Would,
1: I've never heard of gigabit cable. Oh, I've heard no, of gigabit it's, fiber. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's yeah phenomenal. it's really fast. The, the
0: limits on gigabit cable typically tend to be in the upload speed. So you'll get Correct. gigabit the uploads, download, yeah. but you'll get out think up to 50 meg upload, maybe They may be able to go to 100, but but yeah. unlikely. Um that I mean so that's a great that's your great choice right there. I mean I don't think there's a Correct. question I think you should definitely go with that. Uh you may want to look at switching down the road if if you know AT and because you bundle stuff with Directv, et cetera, et cetera, definitely right. something worth worth looking at. Now, now, why, why, why do I still sense the hesitation? Okay. to <laughs> to swap some light switches, to ease yourself into an even, let's say, your home is smart now and more intelligent home.
1: You know, I, I think I'm the only one that would truly enjoy it and embrace it. I think my family would be annoyed by it, at least for the first several months until they got used to it. But uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I tend to focus on the things that are super important to me. Uh, controlling, you know, like I said, controlling lighting, controlling thermostat. You know, my wife, Tracy, I don't have to say my wife, Tracy, to Mark. I'm saying that for everybody else. My wife, Tracy, um, she really could care less about smart home stuff until she saw how easy it is when she was in bed and it got too warm too cold she'd reel out A-L-E-X-A if I do yeah. it now the whole studio will start dinging and pinging uh, turn the temperature down to, and it does it autumn and she loved that so when she saw practical applications of the things that, that that I implemented in the home she she loved it so I guess you know what the moral of the story is if I do it little by little and we all sort of see the benefits of how these things work. Like you said, a smart lock, people coming home, uh, just having to use it, using their phone to open or using a touch pad. I think if they saw this, it would it would be something that wouldn't be a problem. But for me, it, I guess it isn't as big a deal to me as the things that I am more concerned about on a daily basis, like my my gaming consoles, the lighting, that sort of stuff that okay. I, I like. But I, I get I this, do it. And, and I've encountered um, people of your type before. Oh, my type. Yes, your type. Before
0: um, <laughs> those who feel that their needs do not necessarily see the needs of the rest of the household. Um, so <laughs> this is why I recommend, obviously, doing a couple of things that I know you're you're already doing. Number one, your garage door is one of those things that you definitely want to be able to, because you constantly and everybody else in the world constantly says, Correct. did I close my garage door." So the ability to access your house and say, "Is that closed?" is definitely bonus. Number one, I suggest doing that. Number not two, only that,
1: by the way, the LiftMaster, by the way, I'm I, sorry to interrupt you, Mark, but the LiftMaster system that I installed not only lets me see if it's open or closed or close it or open it remotely, it also has a thing on it where after 10 minutes it automatically closes by itself.
0: Yeah, plus it could notify you if it's been open for exactly, too long. which in, and is really cool. it was the ahead. MyQ system from Chamberlain and Lift- yep. LiftMaster, which is great. Yep. So uh, that, that's number one. Number two is your main points of entry to the home. So from your garage to your house, from the outside of your house, from maybe if there's a side door, I, would, for- I always recommend that people get some kind of coded lock. It doesn't have to be internet connected. It's nice for configuration purposes to internet connect those locks. Uh um, right. plus to be able to, you know, set automation scenes like, oh, when you say goodnight to ALEXA, then you know, those doors will automatically close, the garage will make sure it's off, et cetera, et cetera. So those, you know, I definitely recommend those entry points. Gotcha. But here's where I say, you know, you're you know, you say that you might like things like the lighting a little bit more than Tracy and the kids. Do the lighting that is most convenient to not have to get up and go touch. For example, the outdoor lighting. So your front porch light, your back deck light those lights just swap the switch get the lutron hub you'll be set to go anytime you ever want to add more accessories down the road plus you'll be able to set up scenes so that when the sun goes down the lights turn on this is great especially if you travel if you're not home you can automate those things and tie those things in to things like when your garage door opens make sure that the light at the garage door turns on or make sure this light turns on or this door unlocks etc etc that's the path of least resistance to get started And then as you do things down the road, hey, let's change this switch here, this switch (laughs) there. And you've already got the ecosystem set up, you know, and you're all set to go whether it's HomeKit or whether it's any other ecosystem there.
1: You know, you'd be proud of us because, you know, we did set it up so that when, you know, because we use the Hue system at home. We did set it up so that at 5 p.m. no matter what, the lights do come on. So if we're not home in time, the dog will not have the dark house. You know, the dog will have light in the house. So we did do certain things to sort of upgrade. But, you know. <clears throat> here's, here's the whole thing. We I, I almost feel like we've gotten off task for a second. I want to go back, if you don't mind, I want to go back to the home internet thing. Yeah, of course. Because I still had some issues. You know, we've had some great mesh systems sent to us, Netgear, we've had the Linksys, you know... Uh, what is Velop. it? The the what are the, VELOP. Yeah, yep. great system. But you realize there are idiosyncrasies with some of these systems. For example, with VELOP, the VELOP system connected is the easiest thing in the world to get going. Yes. I couldn't believe how easy it was to set up VELOP in my current house only using two of the nodes, using one as a main and the other as like sort of an extender for it. And I couldn't believe how simple it was. I should believe it because, you know, if you talk to these people all the time, they talk about how simple it is. Yes, it worked really well. The only issue was... In order to, you know, they make it so simple to set up, it isn't as accessible in terms of advanced settings, how to tweak some of the advanced settings yeah. in something like VELOP uh, because it's designed to be simple. And for me, having Xboxes all over the home and dealing with NAT issues and dealing with double NAT issues when there is, you know, if there's a conflict between your your home port and these nodes, having to correct issues is not as easy with something as the VELOP, which is meant to be a connect and walk away solution. Yeah. So so for some people, you know, you wanna be able to dive in and go a little deeper if you have if you're a gamer and you have ports that need to be open because you're gaming on your PC, Xbox, PS4, you wanna be able to get in and tweak. And some of the more simple systems, as wonderful as they are for the majority of people, may not be for everyone if you do need to get in and change some ports to open things up to make sure your gaming and NAT and movie viewing and app experience is at its best. So you know what I'm gonna do, Mark? Wow. You know what I'm going to do? Because wow. we have this attic space and I do have access to the ceiling yep. to get that ubiquity, you know, thing up up in the ceiling. I'm also going to drop down some ethernet into different rooms and have ethernet outlets much like wall plugs. Yeah, yeah. In in the main rooms that are going to have So I'll have isn't that a good idea to have the best of both worlds?
0: Absolutely. I think if you can hardwire something, especially gaming systems, then oh, you're going to yeah. get the incredible power of that gigabit. I mean, if you have the ability to plug in a TV, like if you put a TV in the den in the bedroom and plug Correct. those in directly, you're never going to have issues with lag. And
1: yeah. you're never
0: going to have issues with neighbors popping up hotspots spots, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I so say p- <laughs> all yeah. for
1: it. Yeah, And the people are moving into a new home. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about. It's one of the things that people don't think about to look for. You know, they, you know, get you get home reports, you know, we're dealing with inspections right now and they're looking at electrical. And one of the things people don't realize is a lot of the newer homes, a lot of newer builds, knowing that people rely on Internet, and how big a deal being connected is to current buyers and current homeowners. See if you can get, if they're not already there, see if you can get, you know, companies to come in. And usually an electrician will do it. Um, sometimes it's, you know, tech companies will do it. Tech installers will do it. But a lot of times electricians, just like they put an outlet in a new room, yep. they will they will go from your, that's why you try and put your, uh, you know, install your, your internet in a in central room. Yeah, yeah. So to do it in a central area so it's easy to extend out like an umbrella sort of stretching out way, and cover baby. different. Uh, what spider web? Spider. I said umbrella. Yeah, spider yeah. web is a better analogy. Uh, so you could sort of web out there and get uh, and cover all the rooms in your home because that's what we're going to do. We're going to drop these Ethernet cables and try and get as many outlets in different rooms so we can be hardwired. We still ha- we still want people to have a wireless experience, but hardwiring, like you said, there is no substitute for that.
0: So I need to add my two cents because I always do. Use Cat 6 cable. Make sure you get high-quality Cat 6 cable. Okay, so what's the difference between Cat
1: 5 and... Okay, that's what I was going to ask. It's
0: shielded so that no interference will kind of come into it. Um, and um, yeah,
1: which when you're going through walls is a much bigger. People don't think about shielding when when cables are out and about. Yeah, it's but when also they're more in data, walls, more
0: data can go through. Like if, in the correct. future, if we upgrade to you know ten gigabit or five gigabit, whatever it might be, with right. Cat six cable, you're gonna. I mean, listen, you can go Cat seven cable, which is even more shielded and it's just, it's a thicker copper. Um, That's but crazy I would talk. definitely um, definitely go with go with you know the shielded Cat six cable. All right, a little I will bit more do expensive, that. but worth it.
1: All right, it's like me—a little more expensive, but worth it. Yeah. That what are was you doing? What are, your,
0: what are your plans for outside? Because you know, uh, I'm guessing you're—you're I mean, <sighs> you're in California. You probably have a pool in this new house. Yes, um, we do upgrading any of that stuff yeah right away or is that kind of down the road
1: you know what right now I, I would love to, it's always been my dream to ha- I know this sounds ridiculous I've always wanted an outdoor TV I, I've gone okay. to friends houses that have like outdoor living areas yeah. that they sit outside and they're barbecuing and they have a TV outside football and people are, on Sunday yes and I just thought <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous I thought I said I want that. I want to be able to sit outside or have the kids be in the pool and I can sit outside and watch a hockey game or a, a football game. It just seemed like the life. And I'm realizing that these things all have purpose built items for them, like outdoor televisions. People are going to want to put their fantastic LGs or Sony's or other, you know, great name brand televisions outside. But... There are TVs that are specifically designed for outdoor use in terms of weather sealing. Yes. In terms of glare resistance, so there are televisions that are purpose built. So you don't want to necessarily put that great ultra slim, ultra delicate yeah, television and, <laughs> and mount it. You know, ADM's under TV. some eaves there. You, yeah, exactly. So I'm sort of I'm doing some hunting now about how to do this. And do I go with a wireless Direct TV box, or do I just use it as a smart TV and go completely wireless without any box connected to it and use the TV apps? Yeah. So you can See, so I have some different, different things going on in my head here. Yeah, Any the, suggestions, Mark? My only
0: suggestion is um, on the pool side is that when I. Yeah. Uh, when we installed our, uh, installed our pool, I am unfortunately did not go with a Wi-Fi connected control box for my salt system and my heater. Oh, oh that's so right. So I have to walk around my house, which is whatever. Who cares? You walk around my house to adjust the heat or to see. First world the, the, problem, the, right? Yeah, exactly. See the, the status <laughs> of the system. One day when I upgrade that, I'll, I'll upgrade it to the Wi-Fi connected one. Um, but yeah, no, I would definitely do that if you have the opportunity to do that if it's not already connected.
1: Well, strange, strange, strange you should mention that because uh, one of the things when we did our inspection is the pool equipment does need to be upgraded. And the guy who was doing the inspection said, look, if you do upgrade, make sure you get one of these systems that you can monitor and, you know, control from your device. So you don't, you know, if you're on your way home and you know you guys want to go for a swim and you want to activate something, just activate something on your smartphone. You can start the pool heater going, you can turn the pool heater off. There are a lot of things, you know, to be activated. But I- I'm just amazed by how connected, how we talk about connected devices, and one of the things I I tend not to think about is a connected pool or connected. But let's let's think. I mean, just lawn mower, it. pool, Every, uh, everything, TV, everything can everything be you connected. Have and there's exactly. a benefit to it. I mean, you could, if you're start Listen, it's not always cost-effective if you have existing things that are working just fine. Am I going to get rid of this stuff to get a connected system? It might not be worth it. I get that. A lot of companies have modules that you can add on to systems, like we talked about the Chamberlain thing for the garage door. Yeah. Those are add-on modules that you could do if your system is compatible for add-ons. Same thing with pool equipment. But if you're starting from scratch... Or you have to retrofit because something needs to be repaired or replaced. That's the time to start thinking, oh, well, if I have to replace this anyway, maybe for a couple of extra dollars, I make it something that can be connected so I have a system that I can really operate from anywhere. So thank you, Mark. I, I wasn't going to mention that. But yeah, I was, I'm going to have a connected pool maybe. Who knows? You
0: are going to have a connected pool because you know what we're, gonna do? we're also going to reach out to a couple of companies. Um, who probably listen to this podcast and listen to our radio show, and say, "Hey, Mitchell has an opportunity here to test out some really cool product. So let's see what they can send your uh, your way to see if you can test it out. I know Hayward makes a lot of really cool pool stuff. Uh, oh, pool that's Lourdes right. Makes a great pool cleaning robot. If you don't if you don't have a pool cleaning robot, you need one."
1: I, mean, I know, and these are things I know. These are things, but it's funny. These are things that you never think of until they become a part of your reality. I've yeah. never had a pool. I'm I'm a man over fifty years old who grew up on the East Coast, then moved out to California and didn't have a pool, so it wasn't part of my it wasn't part of my mind space. It wasn't part part of part of the things that I thought about on a daily basis. But now, different things. And you know, I, hey, listen. This is going to be fun for you because now you're going to say, "Oh, oh yeah. you can do this. You can put this smart hoo hunt. I want a smart pool noodle." That just sounded creepy. A smart pool noodle, but you know smart. what I mean.
0: Pool noodle. Yeah, I think um, what we're going to have to do is just uh, allocate and about, I don't know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 aside for me.
1: Mark budget to uh, spend? Mark budget? For,
0: yeah. And uh, and I'll come over and we'll have some fun. <laughs> I think that part of the budget travel, is having way, you come over. And accommodations included. Uh, <laughs> you do have a new guest room in this house, don't you? Yes, Or is we that do. your
1: office? Well, we can dual purpose it. We'll do what we need to do. <sighs>
0: Thank you guys for joining us. Another edition of Your Tech Report. Of course, uh, check out our social media. It is at Your Tech Report. We'll be uh, back later.
1: Bye, Mitchell. Bye, Mark. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com.